And we've got one of the uh, New Zealand's greatest ever white ball exponents uh, joining us now, Chris Harris. We'd be a little bit disappointed today, but uh, wouldn't be disappointed with the way New Zealand performed in this World Cup. They've been uh, outstanding. And uh, last night's match produced 724 runs. It was the uh, highest quality semi-final. Chris, good morning, and thanks for giving us your time today. Morning, Pat and Corey. Yeah, I'm not sure who's more upset, um, Australia or New Zealand, because I'm sure Australia would have been barracking for us last night, because I'm sure they'd much prefer to play us in the final than India. Uh, well, that, to be fair, they have been outstanding, and I know they're on their home dunghill and all that sort of thing, but uh, 10 straight in this format is, is a phenomenal performance, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, you look through this Indian side and the performances from individuals, um, it just doesn't appear to have any weaknesses, do they? And even with the expectation of 1.1 billion fans on their shoulders, they've just handled it um, so well. Um, and, and, and isn't international sport or sport in general funny because you've got a guy who's probably been one of the standouts of the tournament with ball in hand, Mohamed Shami, and he probably wouldn't have even been playing if it wasn't for an injury to Hardik Pandya. So, um, yeah, it's a funny it's a funny thing, sport, and he has been absolutely phenomenal and a big part of their success with ball in hand. Hey, Chris, Hales normally is with us on the show here today, and I know he's a massive Coley fan. He, he said, you know, across three forms, he could be one of the greatest batsmen he's ever seen. And, and, and last night he reached 50 ODI centuries, which eclipsed Tendulkar. Tendulkar was so glowing in his praise post-match. Where do you put Coley? Oh, he's right up there. He's absolutely phenomenal. And, I mean, he's, he's shown it throughout this tournament. I, look, I think at the start of the tournament he wasn't in the best of nick, but it just shows the quality of, of how great a cricketer he is. So, I mean, he's... He's a world beater, isn't he? And he just he stood up. He's now leading the the World Cup with the most runs, and I'm sure he'll finish it with the most runs. But he is phenomenal. I mean, he you know at his very best, some would argue that he starts a little bit slow, but he always makes it up. And with the guys that are batting around him, I mean, he's just like he's going to walk into any side. He's just world class. Chris, assumptions you never do, but um, let's just assume Australia get through South Africa uh, tonight. That's a good assumption, Corey, with <laughs> South African history and semi-finals and finals. Yes. Finals well, that's true. We've touched, it's not great. We've touched on that quite a bit in, on, on the show already, but uh, how, do, how does Australia get through India? I mean, you, you mentioned before you don't see a weakness, but if there is a weakness, there is a chink, Is like, what do you, how do you see our best opportunity? I, I, I just think um, people are underplaying um, what, Rohit Sharma, what Rohit Sharma, the skipper, does for India at the start of the innings. What, what he creates, and he's got lots of 30s and 40s, but he's got there so quickly mm. that allows the likes of Coley um, and Gill a little bit more time to get in and then to try and dominate as well. So I think yeah. the best way to beat India, it's, it's no secret, you've got to get some early wickets. You've got to put them under pressure. I'm sure Australia will have a plan to roll at Sharma. Hopefully they're on bigger boundaries. So they might test him, although he's a great hooker and puller, they might test him with a couple of men back on the leg side early on in his innings. Um, but I think if you can get Rohit Sharma early, um, I think, and then, you know, get a pick up a couple of wickets early, I would really like to see this um, India middle to lower order tested under pressure. Mm. And, and even if they do get through, they're not going to pile on that 350 plus. Yeah. You, you know, you've got to try and keep them to mid to low 300s. And I think by getting early wickets, you can do that. And I believe that's Australia's best chance of winning. And I think Australia have um, 
have hit the perfect purple patch. I thought mm. they started pretty slow, um, but they've come in some terrific form of recent times, and it's it's the time to do it in the tournament. So look, they'll be feeling pretty confident with their um, with where they're at currently. Um, but yeah, like you said. There doesn't appear to be too many weaknesses in this Indian side. They're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, you know, you were one of the great innovators. So what was your take on Maxwell's innings? That was one of the best one-day innings that I am, have ever seen and am ever likely to see. It was, you know, I was brought up in an era where you talked about getting your foot to the ball. Well, that's just gone out the window. Now the um, coaching books are going to say, just stand still and smack it. <laughs> well, that was so impressive. Uh, yeah, I mean, once upon a time, uh, uh, yeah, an ADI, if you got a, a decent scorer and went up around 200, it was 250, yeah, yeah, yeah. 250 you'd sort of be going, oh, that's not too bad. I mean, we're going to 400 now. Why is that the case? Is it just the the players are just so, they can adapt so much better? They just, as you said, don't worry about the technicality, just stand and deliver. Well, like, why is it? Uh, all those reasons. For me, there's a couple of reasons. It's the it's the, um, the confidence that your team's got a new affair. But probably the biggest thing is the introduction of T20 cricket yep. and the ability yeah. for batsmen to experiment in that format um, with different shots mm. and become confident at it and then take it to a longer version. I was thinking about it today. For me, literally, it's only a matter of time before we're seeing 500 scored in a 50-over game and 300-plus scored in a 20-over game. That's where the game's got to. It's a tough game for bowlers these days. If you get good surfaces, (laughs) batsmen have just adapted so well that, you know, 10, 12 and over... Even 15 and over is not out of the realms of possibility. So, um, and, and you know, we've, there's been lots of talk about whether one-day cricket's here to stay. And every time you hear talk about that, you get a couple of amazing matches where, you know, like what Maxwell did, even what Pakistan did in that rain-affected game against New Zealand chasing 400. I mean, the, the game's here to stay in the short term. Mm. Um, there's just too many amazing results, and, and it's great content for TV. Yeah, hey, do you read anything into, uh, I suppose we can put it in inverted commas, pitch gate? Uh, you were supposed to get a new pitch, and all of a sudden we finished up playing last night's game on a pitch that had been used a couple of times during this cup. In saying that, uh, Sonny Gavaska has come out and said, you know, all these morons who talked about the late pitch change, you know, eat your words now, this is a match that produced 700-odd runs. Yeah, well, I think there's a little bit into it. Look, I think the pitch played perhaps better than everyone expected to. As you said, 728 runs or whatever it was. I mean, it was... And New Zealand showed that it could be batted on in the second innings, and I'm sure India obviously were very happy about winning the toss, but just the fact that it felt like the the, the change of um, the wicket block was sort of a last minute or a sort of quite late notice was quite surprising so there's probably more to come out about that but I honestly think the wicket actually played alright and both teams had to bat on it mm. um, and you know India if they thought it was going to give them an advantage if they'd lost the toss you know the advantage would have been New Zealand so I, I don't read too much into it after the way I saw it play but it did seem odd that it seemed to change at late notice now I've got to uh, I've got to turn back the clock because Heels, as I mentioned right at the top of this interview, is indisposed at the moment. He's not feeling the greatest, but texted us all yesterday. He said, "If you've got Chris on, don't forget to mention his 130 in the '96 World Cup quarterfinal in Chennai v Oz, uh, best he's ever batted, 13 fours, four sixes, and Mark War had to bat out of his skin to eke out a win for Australia." 
Oh, I've always liked heels. He's very <laughs> kind. I got to bet um, sort of on him keeping quite a lot, and I've never, most of my time against Australia, I've never spent much time out there, so I'm, I'm pleased that he uh, remembers me. But, yeah, that one, that one day, you know, it was a pretty special thing, and obviously he was behind the stumps, and it, he's absolutely right. It was the best that I batted. Um, um, so, yeah, the, the story, one of the stories I heard come out of the Australian camp um, was that they, they went through all the New Zealand players and two players they didn't even talk about was me and Lee Jamon, and, and we had quite a good partnership in that game, so that was quite interesting. But, um, yeah, no, it was, um, it was a pretty special time for a couple of hours, and then as Australia quite often did to us back then, they, they beat us anyway, and it didn't really mean as much as it could have if we'd won. Now, he's not here, so he can't defend himself. Was he a little chirpy behind the stumps during that innings? Yeah, he was a good chirpy, though. He's the sort of chirpy that I like. You, you know, you get some guys that... Um, Glenn McGrath was a classic because he'd just say the same thing over and over again. But um, <laughs> um, Hills and um, the great and dearly missed Shane Warne um, would quite often come up with little stories. and um, Ian was great at chirping, but sort of doing it in a funny way, which I really enjoyed. Um, he was sort of quite clever. He wasn't he wasn't a typical sledger. He would just um, mention about certain things that had happened previously or just remind you of what happened last time. Um, yeah, he was pretty clever. <laughs> Good stuff. Typical keeper. So, hey, listen, so back back in New Zealand, what is the overall view of this of this series? I mean, they've been happy with the tournament. Obviously, you know, two more wins would have been uh, utopia. It hasn't happened. Yeah, look, from my point of view, look, I think it was a pretty successful campaign for New Zealand. Um, they'll, they'll be disappointed, but, uh, gosh, that Indian side, I think most people in New Zealand realise that if India played as well as they had throughout this tournament, it was going to be a very tough ask for New Zealand. And in saying that, I think at the 41-over mark, we're only six runs behind where India were, so with a little bit of a better finish, we could have challenged that total a little bit better. Um, but unfortunately, the sort of wheels fell off as the wicket got a bit slower and you guys came to the crease, it was difficult. But I guess the one concern that's come out of this World Cup for New Zealand is, um, you know, we've had a period of about 10 years in all formats where New Zealand have been, I think, terrific in all formats and competed against um, and had some great results in the best. It's just, it's going forward for the next four or five years and just looking at the side and some of the ages, you know, you look at Bolt and Southey and Williamson, yeah. we've only got sort of two or three guys under 26 um, so it's going to be an interesting time over the next three or four years. So there's work to be done, but no, I think most New Zealanders are pretty happy with the way New Zealand played in this campaign. I'd like to talk to you, mate. I really appreciate you picking up the phone today, and Hill says to say good day. I'll say good day to Hills too. I hope he recovers. I hope he's not away for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but any time, guys, been a pleasure.